Before we get started with today's podcast, I want to take this opportunity to ask you when the last time it was that you changed out the air filter in your home. Now, would you believe that most people don't change out their air filters monthly or even know that they have to change them out monthly or until they realize that something is actually wrong with their HVAC system? That's why I want to introduce to you Second Nature Air Filters. Now, what's so special about them? Not only are they effective at capturing the dust, pollens, the molds, uh, you know, the, the bacteria, but they also help reduce the energy usage of your HVAC system up to 15% and avoid costly repairs whenever it matters the most. But let's be real. The real reason you're not changing your air filters, duh. It's because you forget half the time. You're like how I used to be. That's why I went with Second Nature Air Filters. Second Nature has created a subscription plan to send your home's air filters each month right to your door, which forces you to change out your old air filters before the new one arrives, keeping your air clean and your HVAC system in working condition. I've certainly noticed that regular replacement of my home's air filters has reduced the amount of dust flying around in my place, but has also reduced how much I've been sneezing in my place. Before, I was changing out my air filter every three months and I was sneezing constantly. Now that I change out my filter monthly, I hardly ever sneeze. This is all thanks to Second Nature's filter subscription plan, and it's the one delivery that I actually look forward to every month. Get started with Second Nature Air Filters today with my referral link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash second nature. Mixdown Media Productions. Today's episode of The Podcast Therapist comes ad-free and in its complete form at thepodcasttherapist.com slash ad-free. Hello, friends. It is the Shan Man. Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Therapist. And today we are going to be finishing off part two of my interview with Jimmy Wisman from the Crime and Sports and Small Town Murder Podcast. Now, if you missed part one, go back in my library and you can see there's part one with Jimmy. And in that episode, of course, we start from the very beginning. We talk about the genesis of the two podcasts and why they started those podcasts. And as we got further into that episode, you noticed, you'll notice that I leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger and we start talking about advertising opportunities uh, for their podcast. And Jimmy starts talking about what the pros and cons of uh, advertising opportunities would look like for a podcast such as theirs and what it might look like for your podcast. So there's some really great advice in this episode for you, the content creator, the podcaster, or someone who's already started a podcast. This is really great advice that I think you should pay attention to. This is stuff that Jimmy has mentioned uh, in this podcast that I've already heard in the radio industry. It's always difficult whenever you're hearing it from someone who's already in the industry, who hosts already a podcast that talks about all these things that you need to be looking out for. But it's also very refreshing to hear it from someone else who is going through the same experience when it comes down to advertising opportunities. So Jimmy's got some great advice that he will be sharing in today's episode. And then, of course, he's going to be talking about how he and his partner uh, tier their Patreon structure, their, their, their Patreon tier structure, what that looks like for them and what it means for them when it comes down to creating content. Also, uh, we will talk about when you should start a podcast, or I'm sorry, not a podcast, a Patreon, and what that should look like for you, and how important is it for the podcaster who is creating a podcast, how important is it for you to show up on other people's podcasts? Jimmy has his take on that, so I think uh, you're going to be uh, well-informed in today's episode with uh, Jimmy Wisman. He's got a lot of great advice that I think he can share with you, and uh, you can fill some holes in the areas where you might be struggling uh, 
with your own podcast. And of course, as usual, if you ever have questions about your podcast or looking to start a podcast or you're in the middle of your podcast, you can always reach out to me uh, at thepodcasttherapist.com. And for those new listeners that Jimmy sent on over, welcome to today's episode. I really uh, appreciate Jimmy for sharing that out and welcome and thank you for listening to today's episode. So we're going to get right into it here real shortly. Uh, Of course, we're going to pick right up where we left off last week and I will be posing a question to him when we come back. You're listening to The Podcast Therapist. To get the uninterrupted and ad-free version of this podcast, visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash ad-free. Right now, you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast. Maybe you've gotten some equipment, signed up for a Zoom account, and have recorded a few podcast episodes. But what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch? Would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence? Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. The Podcast Launch Checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with the Podcast Launch, you can grab the Podcast Launch Checklist today. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash PLC and use the code PODTHERAPIST, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. It's time for the mix down. The podcast therapist. If you were to help someone brand new yeah. jumping into this game, would you and they came to you and they said, "Oh, Jimmy, I really want sponsorships for my podcast." What do I do? Do I get sponsorships first? What would you what advice would you give them first? Make your audience sponsor you. Not necessarily make them. Give them the opportunity to sponsor you by giving them the best product that you can offer and a, and a product that's worth money. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have that, that's when you have something that you can do and control your own destiny. Because let's say that, an ad, that you get ads and an ad company comes to you and starts uh, uh, barking orders. <laughs> then, then all of a sudden you say something on your show that somebody doesn't like and they can go to your ads. And they can tell your ad companies, this guy said this, and I hated that, and it hurt my feelings, or it made me feel a way that I didn't like to feel. Well, that company can say, well, you know what, you're right. I don't. I value your feelings more than I value their show. And they'll pull that ad and the money. It's yeah. not just the ad. Who cares about the ad? Mm-hmm. I'll say anything I want about all the best companies in the world. I'll say amazing things about them. They won't pay me a dime. It's when they start paying you that it matters. And if they take that from you because you said something stupid or something that, I don't know, maybe you didn't believe it. Maybe you didn't believe in whatever joke you said. Maybe you did love the joke you said, but that ad company and that person that listened to it didn't like it. Yeah, We've been on the end of that. That hurts and that sucks. That's the worst thing because yeah. they then it gives the that power to the audience that isn't really even your audience because they don't like what you said. And if they don't like what you said, then they clearly don't even listen to your show. Yeah. And if yeah. they, maybe it is your fault. <laughs> maybe you did just out of the blue say something dumb. Right. Uh, are you going to take the the opportunity uh, 
Are you going to just put the put the onus on Taco Bell because they pulled their ad from you? Yeah. Or would you rather put this show up on Patreon or on some uh, uh, paywall site uh, where then for sure you're beholden? Mm-hmm. If whatever you say upsets somebody, they can just stop paying to listen to your show. Right. Then it's for sure on you. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely all you and that's all your listeners because if they're willing to pay for your show, that's absolutely your audience. Right. And if you piss that person off, then you fucked up. Right. That's when you've really made the mistake. At, and uh, so that's really the avenue James and I took. At we chose point? to be really beholden to our audience. Mm-hmm. And with Patreon, we didn't go with the avenue of creating some Patreon shirt or some bag or some 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 cup that we send to people. I don't want you to have something just tangible as like a as like a reward for what we do. I wanted you to have something every week or every two weeks that would uh be the duplicate for the show that you heard. So maybe if if you listen to our show and you patronize us, you're going to get two shows every two weeks. Mm-hmm. One week you'll get one every week and then every two weeks we put out bonus shows. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not just for small town murder. We'll put out a bonus for crime and sports, crime and sports and for the $5 tier and above everybody gets them. Right. So you'll get you'll get our crime and sports one even if you don't listen to crime and sports. And with our shows that are patron uh patron bonuses, it's not just a crime and sports. It'll be like who knows? This week we did the Cecil documentary where James and I watched that Netflix Cecil documentary. And then we talked about uh, our takeaway from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or will James will find uh, the Steve McNair case uh, where he wasn't necessarily like necessarily a criminal. He was a great quarterback, uh, but a horrible crime happened to him. It's not necessarily uh, a crime that he committed in sports, but it's certainly a crime per- perpetrated upon him. Mm-hmm. And we discussed that. Uh, we're a small town murder. Sometimes we'll give you a case. This week we did what we call the uh, 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 violent prisoner dating game where James presents a few. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever watch Love After Lockup, Shannon? No. This show is unbelievable. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The, they, these people will find they'll go onto this uh, PayPal or this uh uh, pen pal website and they'll write to a criminal that's behind bars and they'll, I don't know, date them for two, three years while they're inside and they're on the outside, sending them thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars that they spend on commissary or whatever they spend money on. In prison. Right. Um, and then when they get out, basically what it is is when you get out, you've got somewhere to stay. Uh, obviously sex built in because we've been hanging on to this for two and a half years and this has been <laughs> bananas. Uh, right doing this without you so when they get out there's obviously sex there's money there's a house built-in relationship let's start this thing and it never goes that way <laughs> right, right yeah almost like that sounds like a bad dream are just ready to, to pop been like i don't know maybe 20 couples that they've that they've documented and followed i'll bet you there are three that are working out yeah up marcelino uh uh the guy from the guy and the girl from uh utah that they're now in watts i think they're working out just fine and the other one was the girl from vegas and her boyfriend i forget i forget these names but marcelino and amber have been on six damn seasons of this shit (laughs) i love the show i can't get enough of it so james and i watch that and we built this uh stupid bit that we do where James produces uh a few people from uh the, the pen pal website and then I pick whoever it is that I think is the most deserving of my love, whether it's a male <laughs> or female, I don't care. If they're a good person, I'm in. Right. And basically what James likes to do is take four people and it's essentially 
dodge the pedophile. That's my job is to dodge <laughs> the one that's arrested for diddling kids. Okay. And it's been a great time. Uh, right. And and uh, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but I have so far been amazing at dodging the pedophile. <laughs> good. Fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, good. Now, now, when you get so this is bonus content is what you're talking about. Yeah. This is all bonus content yeah. that you're is it take a lot to build out that bonus content or are you just guys kind of just are you just kind of freestyling it from that point? Consistency is key, man. It's just doing if you say you're going to do it, do it. Okay. Get off your ass and do it. Don't. And if, and when life comes up and life happens, sidestep it, get around it and do it. Today, my internet went down for three hours today. I was horrified we weren't going to be able to record our bonus shows. Oh, I've been there. Uh, Thankfully, that was. Uh, able to get in and we got it done once james got on with me and 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 we were sat and ready to do this show uh then there's uh then there's a hum in the microphone we couldn't figure that out track that down got everything bugged worked out nothing has been touched since the last time we recorded yeah but a, a wire fell over on another wire all of a sudden you got a hum yeah if you're gonna do it do it but if you're gonna do it do it right put yeah. the effort in and do it the right way and uh Always put out the right content, put sure. out the right product. Absolutely. Believe in what you're making, be passionate about it, and it'll always get better. What is now, what does the, the tier structure look like for you guys? I went on your site and I saw the Patreon site and I saw you have like $1. You Like people can, they can donate a dollar if they want. Yep. Then you said $5.99 is a $5. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks above, everybody gets bonus content. But if you want to be a nicer person and go out of your way and give more money, you're more than welcome. We're not going to turn your money down, but uh, we're not going to give anything more than that other than. So at the end of our shows, I also read off the list of the new donors this week. Mm-hmm. Every week, newest donors, I read them off. Anybody that's twenty five dollars and above, uh, uh, I give a, an executive producer shout out. That's what I, that's what I call it. Right. I call it, look, I got levels of producers and executive producers because that's what they do for us. They produce our lives. They produce these shows. Mm-hmm. And so I'll give them the credit where they deserve it. And at the end of a movie, you see a, a 15 minute list of names of people that made this hour and a half production. And if that's what it takes, if it takes 15 minutes to get to the end of people that made this hour and a half production work, I'll sit through it. I'll do it. I won't be able to pronounce your damn names because I'm an idiot and I'm <laughs> yeah. uncultured. I've heard you say. I've heard you say that. Like, and I'm sorry if I miss. I, I don't know. I am trash, yeah. and I know nothing of uh, Italian names are the worst. And the <laughs> Italian. How's that? What sense does that make? But I can't do it, and I'll do my best. I will read read the name that is presented to me, and I will try my hardest. But it, it, it's not going to be exactly how it's supposed to be pronounced. But, and. uh I'll give you the credit where it's due. I will read the name and then we will give bonus content. But that's really all that we do because it were it's impossible to go you're, much you're, further. You guys just from what you're telling me, you're just not overthinking the process. It's Keep just it like simple, it's man. it's not an overthought. Keep it simple, be honest, don't lie. Yeah. Give them what they want and wash your hands of it. Right. And and those and those executive producer mentions, those are mentioned in I want I want the audience to be clear. Those are mentioned in the free podcast that you're sharing, right? No, that's in the regular show okay. at the end of the week. Uh, 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 I read a list at the end of the show. I'll read a list of names of people who donated this week. And uh, those will be the people that get the new content, whether it's at a, a dollar at all. If you give me 60 cents on PayPal, I'll read your damn name. Right. I appreciate it. And I and, and I'm James and I are very 
we we have humility. We've been kicked in the nuts by life. Yeah. And anytime anybody is nice to us or goes uh, beyond what they what we feel they uh, need to give to us, we will mention it. We will acknowledge where people were unbelievable to us. And a dollar is unbelievable. We're, mm-hmm. we're blown away by that. Yeah. Um, so if you give any amount of money, I'll read your name. Uh, anybody over, fi- over $5 and above on Patreon gets uh, bonus content. And anybody above $25 a month, will I'll give them an executive producer uh, credit once. I only get, I only do it once. Right. And uh, people are just grateful for that. It's, it's shocking uh, what people are grateful for, but... I think that's a testament to what this world is. This world is a cold bitch who acknowledges nobody for anything. Right. And uh, if you don't work, if you work hard uh, to pay your bills, what do you get? Your bills paid. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This you- world doesn't give a shit about you. James and I are thankful for anybody that cares about our show uh, and cares to keep our show happening. And uh, for that, we'll be forever grateful and we will acknowledge them uh, at any chance that we get. For someone who's at a particular point in their podcast, like they may not be at a James Petrogallo, Jimmy Wisman level, but let's say that they are in the middle of their journey, the beginning to middle of the journey. At what point do you think they should start a Patreon immediately or do you build the audience? Uh, that, you know what? I'll, I'll say it this way. Uh, it's not up for them to decide. That's up for their audience to decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they they'll feel it when their audience asks them for more content or ask them to do more shows or when they start consistently getting getting why don't you do this or why don't you do that when they start getting those those ideas thrown at them take those ideas to heart it's because those people want to hear more from you it's because those people want uh not just more from you uh they want more from you in the form of more creativity uh bigger things from value you. they're telling you that you're good at this and when they tell you that, listen, mm-hmm. do what they say. That's your audience. That's your boss. What about when they say you suck? How about uh, fuck those people? <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, you're going to have uh, I don't care what you do. Uh, you're going to have people tell you that, that, that you're terrible. Uh, Howard Stern's the uh, I'll, look, I'll go out on a limb. Howard Stern's the greatest, greatest radio personality to ever live. Mm-hmm. People loathe him. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. People hate them. Yeah. Uh, there, there are there are people that create things that other people don't like. Yeah. That's a fact. But eight million people a week, eight million people a day listen to Howard Stern stuff. Right. That's right. Crazy. They listen to him every day, and, and that's I think also very um, uh, reflective of what I think podcasters try to create because you know I, I go into these pod, you know, my job. For who I am, my job is to go into these podcaster program uh, uh, forums and yeah. look at the problems that people are experiencing. And there, sure. and a lot of these people, they're really focused on like, oh, I don't have the right this, or I don't have the right that, or this is what's holding me back, or I'm supposed to have seventy thousand followers on TikTok because before I can do any of this stuff. And to me, it's just like, man, why are you holding yourself back on this stuff? Look at a guy like Howard Stern. Yeah, and yeah, the- you can't if you're gonna start. First thing to do, don't start comparing yourself to the best. Yeah. I mean, internally, sure, do that. But outwardly, don't look at a Twitter follower number for self-worth or the value of your show because that's not truth. That mm-hmm. doesn't reflect anything. Uh, uh, the guy, Michael Winslow from uh, Police Academy, yeah. is one of the most talented people on earth. 
I mean, you can argue that, whatever. In my opinion, I I can't do what he can do with the sounds that he makes. I'm still I'm I'm 40 years old. I'm blown away by what that man's capable of doing. Right. He has 17,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. He's been doing this for how long? Uh, 30, 40 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he, nobody nobody follows him. He's much more talented than you are probably. He's much more talented than I am, mm-hmm. and I have twice as many Twitter followers as that guy. That does not make sense. That doesn't add up. Right. But uh, that also can be reflective because at some point Howard Stern had to start somewhere. Right. Uh, if he started today and had zero followers and he tried to compare that to what Sean Hannity has, he'd he'd probably quit because that's crazy. Right. That's right. crazy. Right. Uh, it, what you do is not a comparison to what he does. Mm-hmm. What you do, you need to be able to have self-awareness and self-evaluation and know what you're capable of and your limits. They'll grow. Yeah. Your self, your, your self-value, not even self-value, just value alone will grow. You'll get better. You'll get uh, just like anything else, but podcasting especially. Yeah. You're going to get better at talking to a mic. You're going to get taught. You're going to get better at, at uh, portraying a thought. You're going to get better at telling a story. You're going to get better at all kinds of things. And uh, you're also going to get better at social media because uh, I have what I consider to be way too many followers. And I'm terrible at it because right. I, I'll still say dumb shit and people yell at me. <laughs> right. That's, a, that's another point. Maybe you don't want followers right now because you're not good at this and you will fuck that up. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You might. You might just I, I just I, I don't want people to feel as though they have to like that's my point. I don't want them to feel they have to compare themselves to a Joe Rogan, a Mark Marin, you know, and then go into the business niches and talk about like, um, you know, Lewis Howes, these guys who are all in the business niche. Like you just got to do like what's right for you. So, I mean, yeah. I think if you're creating good, good content, like what you guys have done and you put, like you said, you make a promise, you don't lie to your audience, but you, you yep. deliver on it every time. That is what resonates with that audience who's listening yeah. to you. So uh, one one thing I wanted to ask you was how kind of switching gears, how important or how, how vital was the success or how vital is the success of your podcast based around showing up on other people's podcasts? Um, it depends. Uh, so I'll still get messages from people uh, when we did Dan Cummins podcast because Dan's Dan's one of my favorite comics uh, since I started comedy and I got a chance to work with him um, before he started his podcast and he was telling me an idea for a podcast. And I was like, do that podcast because it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And thankfully today he does that podcast. Um, so we guessed it on that podcast and I'll still get messages from people saying, I just started listening to time suck and I heard the episode with you and James. I thought it was great. And I'm going right. to start listening to your podcast now. So in terms of pollinating your audience, it can help. It depends on how big their audience is versus how big yours is. And then uh, you also have the 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 angle of is your podcast so much bigger than theirs? And then they're just using yours to pollinate theirs. Mm-hmm. There's that also. You've got to be able to have some give and take. But then you also have to understand that uh, uh, Joe Rogan will go on other people's podcasts, I'm sure. Uh, Burt Kreischer goes on uh, comedians podcasts and uh, open micers shows. These guys will do other podcasts uh, and it's good. It shows it does. It's never a bad thing. It looks magnanimous as fuck. It looks like you're a sweetheart of a man or woman, whoever you are, sweetheart of a person uh, who goes out of their way to help others. And that's, that's, that's really what life is about, isn't it? Helping others. And uh, um, 
whether it's you're doing it through your show or you're doing it through somebody else's show or doing some some act that helps somebody else. Um, but going out of your way to help somebody else, I think, is a big deal. I think, and especially in this, because podcasting is a very all inclusive thing where it feels like podcasters are, are we're all in this together kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's pilot radio kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, there are no rules. Um, we are in charge, but you also got to understand that it's gotten so big now and the pool is so big now where when it started and we were all pirates and we were all in this together, now we've got some dicks with us. So right. we got to keep an eye on that too. Yeah. But we've got to police our own. This is almost turning into like comedy where we got to, we got to tell the bad people and the people that are bad for this to either stop it, go away, or just don't <laughs> associate with me. Yeah. And that's what I do. I just like, I get hit up almost every day from like some company You're that gonna. wants to do something. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I don't want to work with you. Like, and in fact, yeah. I, I just delete the emails because what's sure. the point? Yeah. What's the point? Or the social media. And there's no shame in that. Yeah. I, I you know, you got to do what works for you and what's right for you. Um, I got uh, a couple more questions for you, dude. Uh, then I'll let you go because I know you got your daughter tonight and you need yeah. the, the daddy Sitting daughter time face in the studio. Shannon, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, Don't she been, has she been pacing to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> go in my bathroom. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, one of the questions that I have, and we look at this, uh, I, I want to talk to you about, your tour and getting out on tour. And so and not yeah. everyone is going to have an opportunity like you guys have gotten that sure. opportunity. Yeah. So tell me, number one, how did those opportunities present themselves and how valuable are live podcasts for you as far as the overall scope, whether it be, I don't know, it could be monetarily or, you know, just from kind of like a, you know, kind of like a street cred perspective how important are those live shows for you there's a lot of things that come with that shannon there's 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 money there's uh exposure mm -hmm. and then there's the street cred uh which one are you in it for first is what you got to ask yourself are you in podcasting to pay your bills are you in it to brag with, uh for some prestige or are you in it to uh uh have some some uh street cred you know what I mean? Or, or exposure, rather. Uh, are you trying to get a bigger audience? Are you trying to have prestige? Or are you trying to have money? You got to change that. You got to uh, see how you view it. So James and I, again, we're comedians. So we're very lucky in terms of we're capable of doing a live show. Capable right. uh, is a big deal because there are going to be a lot of people that do, that do podcasts that are completely incapable of doing a live show, not just because of the way they do their show uh, with the editing and such, or uh, also presenting a story with an audience sitting right there staring you right in the face. Are you capable of being approved of or disapproved of right now? Yeah. Can you do that? Ask yourself that because if you can tell a story into some man's face who fucking hates you, uh, if you can't do that, don't do a live show. Right. You, you Don't do it. Never do that because mm -hmm. it's going to happen. You're going to yeah. have people in the audience that don't like whatever it is that you're doing and uh, be prepared to sit through a lot of silence uh, and keep talking through silence because silence is uh, a, a comedian's best tool for building a joke and building a big laugh. But for somebody that's not a comedian, silence is the devil. That's <laughs> yeah. brutal. And that will eat you up. I, I've and tried. Your forehead. Yeah, man. Oh, your forehead's on fire. You're sweating. <laughs> you feel like you just told your parents a lie and they know you're lying. Yeah. That is 
so terrible. Yeah, I, I've been down well, that road, and I know exactly which I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about. Whether it be so in, being capable is huge. That's the yeah. first thing. First things first. Uh, secondly, are you capable of of uh, getting booked on a live show because because as comics again we were able to we had a we had an agent when we started doing uh live shows uh with a boutique agency and they got us booked with like live nation and stuff like that to go do uh uh smaller venues in in the in the country not necessarily super small but smaller in terms of like 500 to 700 like small theaters Um, like yeah yeah we're right small small theaters so that's that's that feels (laughs) that makes sense right small theaters (laughs) auditoriums (laughs) the deals we got were not small theater deals we got taken on a few things so um moving beyond that uh we were able to get booked then once you get booked uh, you gotta you gotta deliver the goods. You gotta de- deliver a, a a good show. That's the first thing. Second, you gonna put asses in seats. How many, how are you gonna sell tickets? When you sell tickets, if you can produce a great show and sell tickets to it, now you're in business. Yeah. Now you can do shows. And if you can do a bunch of those in in uh, in a year, now all of a sudden you've got a tour and you can uh, monetarily make money off of that. But are you doing it for that reason to sell tickets and make money? Or are you doing it for the tell your friends uh, that you sold out or you sold however many tickets to uh, a club somewhere yeah. or a theater somewhere? Are you because look, I could sell out a theater in Milwaukee, but uh, if I'm if I don't have a bad deal and I don't make good money on that, uh, I can't tell my landlord. But you know what, dude? I know the rents do. But can I trade you one month's rent for sold out Paps Theater? What yeah. do you think of that? How's yeah. that look? Pa- Prestige doesn't buy you shit, is my point. Right. And uh, a, a landlord doesn't care. Uh, your your utility companies don't care that yeah. you just sold out the funny bone. It, it doesn't matter. If you're not selling tickets in, in order to make money, uh, then don't do a live show. Right. If you can't take hatred, uh, I hate to say it like that, but that's no. Just I, call it criticism. How about yeah. that? Call it criticism. If you can't take that from a live audience. Yeah, don't do a live show. <laughs> right. Yeah, criticism and, and hatred. I've, I've you've experienced it on a comedic level. I've experienced it on the music level. You get in front of a. Oh, I can't a, imagine. You get in front of a crowd of like you know nine thousand people, and you try to tell some funny joke, and they don't laugh, and you're like, right. it's just crickets, and you're like, okay, well, I guess the next band's coming on up. You know, I mean, it's just the worst feeling ever. So <laughs> your point by saying, you know, if you can't take criticism, if you if you yeah. don't I guess if you don't have an objective, if you don't know what the objective is and, that, and the thing that I tell my audience all the time, I go, if you don't have your objective set, if you don't know what it's about, what's the point of doing it? What's the right. like if you're not in this like if you don't have an objective set and know what the long term objective might be, at least from my perspective, you know, when you're doing podcasting there's no point in spending all the money on all the equipment and all the services and all that. If you're not intending to figure out how to turn it so that you can make a little extra money and then grow it. Right. And if you're not doing it to take some of that money and put it back into your show, you're doing it wrong because this interview would have been shit on a, on a Sony camcorder with a, a, a <laughs> right. This thing was expensive, but it creates a show uh, that that I'm very proud of, and we can put out and build uh, the best show possible. Right. Having good audio equipment, having uh, the best editing equipment that you can afford, uh, having those things 
is enormous to your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting putting your best foot forward matters to everything. And if you're not in it for the right reasons, get the hell out. Don't yeah. don't don't cloud my pool. Uh, don't uh, muck up my water. Don't clog the the stages because uh you're doing it for the wrong reasons man and we don't right. need you um one more thing when i i ask you this question or one more question for you um looking back on the time that you have created these podcasts in the time and all the experiences that you have gone through um from basically I, I would almost say like it's almost like a rags to riches story for you because you have done so well with just this podcast alone yeah. and and it has it helped you. me a divorce man it's been great <laughs> <laughs> if it can afford you a divorce then i would say may, that's a success i guess right yeah, man. that's 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 the biggest thing that it did for me it changed my life in terms of it gave me the opportunity to be the best father that i can be mm-hmm. it gave me the opportunity to give my kids the happiness that i was unable to provide for them and for that i'll uh, i'll be forever grateful when when uh, you when you look back though what would you have done differently with all these experiences uh you know i think that um trying my best to really uh, uh celebrate the successes i i would try harder because when we did have milestone things that happened um and achievements that we made uh, James and I had ideas to, you know, have a steak or, or go to a dinner somewhere or mm-hmm. whatever we were going to do to celebrate. We'd always say we were going to do them, but then life would happen and we'd get in the, we'd get into the shows and, and let those really dictate the direction of, of, uh, our free time. And I really wish that we had taken a step back, uh, a couple of times and really sat and stared at each other and said, look, this is, this is amazing what we're doing. Uh, the trajectory we're on doesn't happen. And uh, the fact that it is happening, we have to recognize that uh, this doesn't happen without the two of us together. Mm -hmm. And doing this together is really something that I cherish. And I mean, I'm sure James would have said the same thing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Right. I really, I, I wish I would have, I would have been able to, with our successes, taken a chance to really slow down and look him in the face and just tell him, look, man, I really value what we're doing. Granted, I, we we have the opportunity to say that every week to each other, but in a moment over a bottle of wine or a steak or whatever, um, it it changes the 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 uh, I don't know the tone of the of the conversation really changes, and yeah. you get a it it stings a little more, and that's yeah. what I want to do. I want to make James cry. I think that's what I regret the most. <laughs> that I haven't made haven't James made him cry. cry. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of my regret right now. I've not positioned this interview to make you cry at all. <laughs> <laughs> Although I just did a second ago. I just uh, stifled it a smidge because I really am Choked just, up. <laughs> I'm so grateful for, yeah. for the opportunities to just be the best father that I can be. And give yeah, kids yeah. That, that I never had as a kid, uh, one being a happy home. And that's really my my main objective every day when I wake up is to give my kids uh, that happy home. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's, I mean, so important. I mean, I think that um, you leave it on such a great note right there. I mean, I wanted to ask the question, how has this changed you? And you have just told me exactly what yeah, it is. That's exactly it, man. It's if, if you're looking, when we started these, I didn't know that that was really my goal um, until uh, until about three years ago. That was when I really realized that these these shows have the opportunity to give me things that 
uh, a day job is incapable of giving me. And uh, where I'm at in my life was not where I wanted to be. And I would have to go to clubs. I'd work 80 hours a week uh, at a day job and go to comedy clubs on the weekend and wear a tie and a button up shirt and host shows and not be the man that I wanted to be. And uh, uh, today I have two sleeves full of tattoos and I get to be (laughs) everything that I want to be. And it's awesome, man. That's amazing. (laughs) That's that's truly a story worth listening to over and over and being completely inspirational. Jimmy Wisman, I want to thank you so much for spending an hour's time with me to tell me this story to help others. I've told you in the past that my podcast is not about download numbers. My podcast is about hearing stories like yours to inspire others, to make a, a change, a leap, a jump to something better based off of something that they love. And you are a true shining example of oh, what that you. looks like, my friend. Really, though, uh, James and I, the hard work that we do uh, in terms of every week, the the blood, sweat and tears we put into these shows, it happens through uh, that, obviously. But then you also have the audience. But then you also have in the periphery, you have supportive people that you can't uh, you can't forget about and you, you have to take the advice of people that know what they're doing. And uh, uh, in terms of this profession, that is audio and sound. And that's what a podcast really is. And people like you, Shannon, are the unsung heroes of this shit because we, I, James and I are nothing without without the, the friendship that we've received from UA and then the the technological support, the words of encouragement, and really every week popping into the studio to record, and then you're on the you're on the radio that night and being able to stop in and talk to you about where things are going, and then you giving us advice, and it's people like you that keep people like us going. So thank you for everything that you did from day one, man. It, it, it was it was literally day one meeting you, and you were just the the sweetest man ever, and. and so supportive. So thank you for being you and doing the things that you do for people like us. You're welcome. Yeah. I mean, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> you really are. You're like putting some wells in my eyes, like a little bit right now. <laughs> Not joking. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. That means a lot Absolutely. to me. I appreciate it, Jimmy. Uh, people can reach out to you on shut up and give me murder.com. Is yeah, that shut up and give me murder.com is our website. And then we also are on, on Instagram uh, at Murder Small uh, on Facebook at Small Town Murder on Instagram and then at Small t- at Murder Small on Twitter. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Small Town Pod on uh, Facebook. Look, these places. I'll put all it have all different the- rules for the words that you can <laughs> yeah. say. It's fucking lunacy. I'll put it in the show notes for everyone. That, that'll be the easiest way. I'll uh, just go look Not at the show notes. Wisman sucks on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shannon. You're welcome, Jimmy. Have a great evening with your daughter and. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon okay right love you to get the uninterrupted and ad-free version of this podcast visit the podcasttherapist.com slash ad free the podcast therapist You've heard me talk a lot about podcast monetization on this podcast and even on my YouTube channel. And to be honest, I've only scratched the surface when I talk about it. As I've said in those episodes, is that if you're starting a podcast, there's the likely objective that you want to turn it into some type of income. After all, you're buying the equipment and services, and that all comes at a cost. 
So it's better to have a plan to turn your efforts into a return on your investment. That's why I created my audiobook, The Six Clever Ways to Monetize a Podcast. This audiobook reveals a deeper understanding of monetization that is used in the radio industry and how podcasters are already utilizing these strategies to create lines of income. When you listen, you will learn to identify three critical programming components to create multiple opportunities within one single podcast. You'll also learn philosophies taken from the radio industry that teach you the methodology behind podcast programming to earn more sales. And I'll even talk about getting your first sponsors and how you don't need to have thousands of downloads to secure a sponsor on your podcast. But you'll also learn that sponsorships are more than just monetization. Getting sponsorships is often misdirected and confused by the average podcaster or influencer who hasn't spent a day actually creating and developing programming elements within a day-to-day program. As you'll learn in my audiobook, legitimate monetization is executed through research and strategy. The six clever ways to monetize a podcast is two and a half hours of juicy insider information that you aren't getting from average podcasters. To get your copy, head to thepodcasttherapist.com slash audiobook73 to get 73% off this audiobook. Getting serious about monetizing your podcast means getting educated the right way with the right information. Head to thepodcasttherapist.com slash audiobook73 to grab your copy today. Disclaimer, there's no guarantee that you will make certain levels of income. By purchasing, you accept the risk that earnings and income statements differ by individual. As with any business, your results may vary and will be based on your individual capacity, business experience, and expertise. You always hear me talk about the importance of having your podcast transcribed and placed on your website so that your podcast can be discovered with Google, right? But the idea of getting your podcast transcribed with different transcription-only services can cost a ton of money, or it can waste a lot of time. Of course, that's what I thought until I discovered Descript. Descript is an all-in-one tool for podcasters who are looking to record, edit, screen record, and transcribe their podcasts to make the podcast pre- and post-production process so much easier. In fact, I recently discovered that signing up with Descript's creator account is far more cost-effective and time-effective for me when it comes to transcribing my hour-long recordings compared to transcription-only services. A creator account allows me to transcribe up to 10 hours of audio. If you were to compare that with other transcription services that could be charging anywhere between 10 to 25 cents per minute, you'd be spending tons more money. But not only are transcriptions a huge part of my content development process, but Descript matches the written transcription with the audio waveform within the app itself to allow you to delete words from the transcription and the audio file. So for those of you who hate filler words, Descript has a nifty tool to eliminate all the ums and uhs from your recording. Whether you're using Descript to record or edit a podcast, or you're using it for transcription services only, you'll find that you'll use the app more and more as it makes your life easier by helping you save time and money. To get started with a free trial of Descript, head to my affiliate link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash getdescript. To a lot of you, coffee is the nectar of the morning wake-up gods, right? I totally love that feeling just like you of being awake, especially as I get older, adulting tends to get a little bit harder. It wasn't until I made a visit to the doctor a few years back and I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I had to give up all of the caffeine in my life, including coffee. You see, even though caffeine can wake you up and make you feel alive for some part of the morning, it also has side effects like the jitters, anxiety, and you'll get terrible sleep, all of the things that I was experiencing. That's when I discovered mud water. Mud water is a coffee replacement with one-seventh the caffeine of coffee that actually gives me energy, focus, and immunity without jitters, 
crashes, or a downside. So what's in it? Mudwater is a mixture of herbs, spices, and magic mushrooms that dial in on your immunity, boost your clarity, creativity, and your mood. I can't tell you how much of a difference it has made in my life in the last few months. So lose the jitters and find more focus with Mudwater. Get your Mudwater starter kit today at thepodcasttherapist.com slash mudwater. That's thepodcasttherapist.com slash M-U-D-W-T-R to learn more and get your first can and frother today. All episodes of the podcast therapist are created using a rocket book rocket books are reusable notebooks that you would use with friction pens and what they do is they allow you to take notes in the entire notebook then when you're finished with that notebook you take the app that they have available for iphone and android and you can scan your notes directly into the cloud your notes can be saved to google drive dropbox OneDrive, or wherever and after you've uploaded your notes to the cloud you can erase your rocket book with a spray bottle of water and a cloth and then reuse your notebook again and if you need to refer to your old notes you just go back to the cloud and see what you had written down rocketbook is powering the next generation of ideas save your notes save the planet with rocketbook check out my affiliate link at the podcasttherapist.com slash rocketbook so i hope you enjoyed today's episode with jimmy wisman from crime and sports and small town murder i realized that it was a two-parter today I get it. I understand. Yeah. And there was good reason for that. And and as you know, as uh, someone who listens to a podcast, but maybe you're someone who is uh, creating podcasts themselves. I don't know. But it does take work to create these podcasts. It takes time and effort to develop these podcasts, whether it, come down, whether it comes down to the production of the podcast or it comes down to the research and development of the podcast. For me, uh, a lot of it comes down to the research and development and writing a lot of my podcasts. Uh, thoughts down in a notebook and being able to convey those uh, points in a podcast, whether it be through an interview or whether it be through a solo podcast that I'll do. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it does take time. I mean, I've got actually two notebooks in front of me today uh, based on, you know, it's got a bunch of notes on there based on things that I wanted to talk about uh, for another podcast that I actually have uh, released today for those who have gone to the ad free version of this podcast. So the ad-free version of this podcast, you could have listened to the episode in its entirety uh, without any advertising, without anything, and that would also directly support me on this end in my efforts to help people become better content creators and podcasters. So I highly encourage you, if you want to uh, if you want to get this type of information, if you want to get even bonus information, like, you know, Jimmy was talking about it today in this episode, you know, creating bonus content, you can go on over to the podcasttherapist.com slash ad free and you can get bonus content. Today, I have an episode that went up and talks all about podcasters and preparing to do their taxes. Now, I am not a tax professional at all. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I do share the process that it takes for me to prepare to get my taxes off to my tax professionals. So what I've got to look forward to. And after doing this for about six years, I have learned a few things and I've learned what to look out for, what to not do and uh, what to just really kind of be aware of. And so uh, for me, you know, I understand that, you know, as uh, as a small business owner, as a freelancer, as someone who creates a business, uh, I understand that there is going to be um, 
some things that I have to look out for in terms of deductions, but also things I have to look out for when it comes down to paying my taxes. Actually, I'm a very happy taxpayer when it comes down to it because I do run a freelance business and I have no problem paying taxes. I'm awarded the opportunity to create content that helps other people. And for that, I'm more than happy to pay the government that type of money. So I get into that in today's bonus episode at the podcasttherapist.com slash ad free. So if you're someone who is jumping into the podcasting game or you're trying to turn that podcast into a profit, there's another episode waiting over there just for you so that you can go ahead and check it on out. So uh, if you have questions, reach out to me again at the podcasttherapist.com and uh, leave a voicemail or uh, an email and I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as possible. So let me know what you think about this episode with Jimmy and if it was insightful. I'd love to hear what you have to say there. But in the meantime, I hope that you guys have a fantastic and great week. We'll be talking to you next time. But for those of you who are doing ad-free version stuff, I'll be talking to you here very shortly. So you guys take care. See you next time. Cast Therapist. Mixed Down Media Productions.